Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council files an amicus brief in the abortion pill case. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council filed an amicus brief at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in the case of Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine versus the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, in which pro-life medical groups assert the federal government improperly approved the chemical abortion drug mifepristone and has illegally distributed it, harming men, women and uh, children. You know, this case has been going around in the courts, obviously, and it went to the Supreme Court. They issued the stay for what's happening right now with the case, and we filed an amicus brief uh, saying that the FDA should not have approved this ab abortion drug. Right. So this uh, particular case is being expedited at the Court of Appeals. Uh, the lower court judge, as you remember, issued an injunction on this case blocking uh, this drug. That was a judge in Texas, right? Right. It went up to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. So the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, removed part of the stay, but then allowed the stay to continue or the injunction to continue for part of it based upon a subsequent a rendition of approval by the FDA. Then that was requested for an emergency relief at the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court removed all of the um, injunctions or stayed all of the injunctions pending further litigation. So now it's back to the Court of Appeals. So we will have a ruling from this Court of Appeals in the near future. We filed a brief on behalf of the Frederick Douglass Foundation and the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. And these are the same um, clients that we have represented in the other amicus briefs that we filed, including in the Dobbs case last year, because these are uh, primarily black and Hispanic people, and we are expressing in this brief the racist and eugenist history of the FDA's chemical abortion regimen that they have done with this pill, just a like abortion, is racist. Yes, in fact, our uh, brief has caught the attention of a lot of people, and there's been a lot of requests for us to file this brief. After it was filed at the United States Supreme Court, it was one of the very few, there was over 200 amicus briefs that were filed in the Dobbs abortion decision, uh, but very, very few, only a, a small handful of cases or briefs were actually referred to, cited by the majority opinion. And the high court cited our brief. And the high court uh, cited to our brief in this case. So it has uh, gained a lot of attention. It was actually cited in the United States Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And now, of course, following the June 2022 decision at the U.S. Supreme Court, the issue is now being litigated and debated at the state level. So there's been a number of states where the cases have already gone to their state Supreme Courts or are pending there, and we have filed that same brief uh, at those various places. And now this one here with the abortion pill. Well, the bottom line is, too, to remember that 
the Biden administration regime, whatever you want to call it, is wanting to keep this abortion pill active on the market. And I'm sure Planned Parenthood and these other pro-abortion activists are behind it. In our brief, uh, we say in part that the abortion movement in the United States is rooted in eugenics ideology, which seeks to eradicate those who are deemed unfit or undesirable. The advocacy of mifepristone and its subsequent approval by the FDA is a continuation of that eugenic legacy. Mifepristone is a chemical abortion regimen that indisputably targets black, Hispanic, and disabled communities and furthers a eugenic ideology. Of course, the purpose of this pill is it's part of a two-drug protocol. This pill starves the baby in the womb, and then the next pill that you take induces labor. So it's, it's, a, it's killing the child. And if you go back to the very beginning of this uh, issue of birth control and then abortion, it all goes back to Margaret Sanger. For 50 years, Margaret Sanger, a nurse and activist, she worked to open a contraception clinic in minority neighborhoods, and her efforts eventually involved or evolved into Planned Parenthood movement. She started in New York, and what she wanted to do, uh, her ideology, her belief system, her worldview was rooted in Charles Darwin, and Charles Darwin's worldview was adopted by Adolf Hitler, Margaret Sanger, and many other leaders, frankly, even it infected the United States Supreme Court in the 1927 decision of Buck versus Bell. What they did before chemical birth control is they tried to isolate certain people, people with disabilities or those that were of certain races or ethnicities where they wanted to decrease the population of those kinds of, quote, undesirable people. They isolated them into sanitariums, and they're all over the country. They're in Virginia, for example, and this is where Carrie Buck resided, was in Lynchburg, Virginia. And she was one of the victims who was uh, retained and restrained in one of these facilities so that they would keep them locked up uh, against their will so that they couldn't procreate. Well, eventually, you know, obviously you only have a certain amount of facilities and it takes a long time. You're going to have to let them live out their reproductive life cycle. So you're talking about decades. And then you ultimately release them later on when they can't have kids. Well, that takes years and years, and that's just pretty costly. So they moved from that to let's force them. Let's, let's cut their tubes. Let's sterilize them. Um, and Carrie Buck was the poster child for that, and she was the experiment. And so that case went up to the United States Supreme Court. The Supreme Court had this infamous decision in Buck versus Bell, three generations of imbeciles are enough. In other words, Virginia has put up with your kind of low, low mental acuity, IQ, for long enough. Three generations, it's enough. Virginia doesn't have to put up with your kind anymore. They can forcibly sterilize you, and so Carrie Buck was forcibly sterilized. The result of an activist Supreme Court. Yeah, an activist Supreme Court and a eugenics-driven Supreme Court mm -hmm. influenced by Charles Darwin. And, in fact, the justice who wrote that opinion, his father worked at Harvard Medical School. He was a Darwinian evolutionist, believed in this idea of what Darwin believed in, and that is origin of the species by means of natural selection or the propagation of favored races. You know, mm. he 
really wanted to have the survival of the fittest and favored races, ultimately carrying the day and weeding out the less favored races. And so Sanger comes into being, and she then has these birth control clinics, and they're set up in these minority neighborhoods. And even today, as our brief talks about, it has Margaret Sanger's statement, like this is one of them, it's in our brief, more children from the fit, less from the unfit. That is the chief aim of birth control. That's from Margaret Sanger. There's many other similar quotes in our brief. And then Sanger's abortion clinics with their contraception and then their surgical abortions and now chemical abortions, and the FDA is playing right along with it. And so if you go back to the time when this was actually approved, it was at the very tail end of the Clinton administration, 2000, when the Clinton administration, as they're leaving office, they wanted to quickly approve this mifepristone, and they pushed it through the FDA without proper studies, even with studies that suggested that there was risk, and they ignored that. And that's what this litigation is all about, improperly approving this mifepristone drug going all the way back to 2000. And the lower court judge got it right. And so that's the litigation that's ongoing now. So our brief at the Court of Appeals is, is a brief that really helps to focus this in the broader context that this is just part of what we asked the Supreme Court to do, close the chapter on this eugenic history because mm -hmm. the Supreme Court in 1973, they put its seal of approval on abortion and thus they took the side of eugenics, which is racist, to get rid of certain races and ethnicities and certain people with disabilities. And we said, it's time to turn the page, close the chapter and begin anew. The Supreme Court did. We're asking the Court of Appeals to do the same thing here with the FDA approval of this mifepristone drug. But Matt, this is what happens when people deny God, and they deny that everyone is created equally in his image, and they don't want to be accountable to God. So in their mind, they become a God, and they think they're better than other people, and so they have the right to eliminate those that they don't want around. And the chilling comment like that is from the abortionist in New York, where we litigated that's there from the for pit a number of, of years, yeah. where said that that's, that's the, what ultimately empowers women, that they have the power to take another human being's life. But life, you know, comes from and is a gift from our Creator. Pray for this case and for many of our other cases. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.